Are you looking for inspiration and words of wisdom so you can go out and launch your own business? This is the Lost and Founded podcast, bringing you raw and relatable stories of successful entrepreneurs, committed startups and personal experiences that are here to inspire, inform and influence. My name is Nicola. And my name is Stephanie. And this season of the Lost and Founded podcast, we are spotlighting entrepreneurs who have a purposeful business, highlighting their personal journey and recognizing the value which they create through their business. In today's episode, we'll be speaking with Rosie Jacobs, the co-founder and director of Independent Oxford. Rosie set up Independent Oxford in 2015 as she and her business partner felt strongly about supporting and showcasing the local businesses within Oxford. This allowed them to create a nurturing community for these indie businesses. Outside of Independent Oxford, Rosie runs her own indie business and also works for Oxfordshire Social Enterprise Partnership, better known as OSEP, on their Escalate programme, which supports purposeful businesses, social enterprises and charities in Oxfordshire. We can't wait to hear more about Independent Oxford today. So without further ado, we would love to welcome Rosie Jacobs. Welcome, Rosie. It's such a pleasure to have you with us. How are you doing today? Oh, thanks, Stephanie and Nicola. That was a lovely intro. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Doing good, thank you. Thank you. Good. <laughs> um, so to kick off, would you be able to tell us a bit more about Independent Oxford and what your daily routine looks like, please? Ooh, good question. Um, so as you can imagine, it, it varies <laughs> quite a lot. So... I set up Independent Oxford, as as you quite rightly said, in 2015 um, with Anna, who was the marketing manager at the old fire station. And we both felt that there was a lack of community for for indies in in Oxford and the surrounding county. And so we kind of wanted to create a space where people could come together, get support, but also just really emphasise how indies are in it together. You know, we're not we're not competing against each other. Um, we're competing against, you know, the big guys, the, the big chains. So it was really kind of just um, getting getting people to um, try and find ways that they could collaborate, support each other, share kind of insights and challenges. Um, and yeah, just, just kind of come together and, and feel like we're a, a, a community, um, which I feel like we just didn't, we just didn't have before partly because Oxford is is quite an odd city in that like we don't have kind of an indie quarter like if you go to Brighton or Birmingham or Bath there's kind of like little pockets of of um indies um whereas we're it's quite spread out in Oxford so you've obviously got the city centre but then you've got all the the neighbourhoods as well so we kind of wanted to create a space where um you know people could find community um, but also the general public could find could find indie. So if you're coming to Oxford, it's not necessarily clear because you can't just go, oh, right, there's the Oxford indie quarter because um, there isn't one. So we wanted to um, create a space where where the public could find awesome indies as well. So, um, so yeah, so we kind of started with um, networking evenings, but then... Um, yeah, set up the website and and created the um the directory which is still going strong and we still get we get about twenty thousand views a month on our our website so it's you know it's really well utilized and um lots of people use it and i speak to people practically every week somebody will say 
oh, I, you know, I'm a student at Oxford or, you know, I came to work in Oxford recently and, you know, it's such a useful tool and resource for finding those businesses that are um, local, um, have a real kind of social impact and are about kind of that that kind of rich experience that you just don't get from, from going to a big, big store. So, so that's kind of the you know, the reason and the, our kind of drive behind Indie Oxford. And then in terms of my kind of everyday routine, it really depends on kind of what I'm working on and what the, um, yeah, what I've got in my diary for, for the week. But generally there's quite a few meetings. So um, whether that's on Zoom or in real life, um, going to lots of networking events. So um, if it's not an Indie Oxford meetup, you know, going, you know, tapping into other communities as well, because I think that's really, really important as a community that we're kind of making sure that um, collaborating with other other groups in Oxfordshire as well. And then at the moment, I'm um, just putting the um, summer Indie Oxford magazine together. So um, this is something, a project that started just before Christmas last year. And so this is going to be the third issue of the Indie Oxford magazine. And so that is that is a big project in and of itself. Um, so it's still very much in the kind of like test and trial stage of the magazine at the moment. So when it's you know coming up to the print deadline, it does get quite kind of crunchy and um, there's a lot, there's a lot of work to do. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm in that in that at the moment. So that's that's definitely taking up a lot of my my daily routine. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a big project. That's fair enough. <laughs> like what you said about, you know, obviously big companies, they're trying to fight each other. Independent businesses need to support each other. And I thought that was the nicest thing just to hear because you, you, that's obviously what naturally happens, but we don't see it that way until like you just said it bluntly because until you said I was like you know what that's true we always want to help out each other when it's a small business but the big businesses obviously it's all about making more money getting more people so it's a slightly different business mindset that they have yeah definitely and I think our kind of mantra um was always the bigger the pie the bigger the slice yeah so, um the kind of the mission behind Indie Oxford is to get more people to kind of see the value in supporting local um so the more people that we can get so the bigger the pie is, is the more people um that we can get to support local the more that benefits all independent businesses all local businesses um so that's that's always been our kind of um mantra and and drive behind um indie oxford is 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 trying to kind of really shine a light on on these amazing businesses the people behind them um and and the the values that they give to our communities in a way that you know bigger businesses you know often that you know the money is being funneled out of oxford oxfordshire and you know they're, they're not their 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 gaze their focus is not on local communities whereas you know we've seen especially in the pandemic it really highlighted how important local businesses are and how many businesses were providing kind of free meals to disadvantaged communities you know reaching out to neighbors making sure people weren't left behind um, and weren't isolated and lonely and I think you know it, it just really yeah it, it just really highlighted to me you know that this is really important you know what we're doing and and what what these businesses are doing and it's just really important to be able to um shine a light on them and, and just say hey you know these these people are are making our communities better um so let's get behind them and let's support them yeah no absolutely and like i said in this season we're spotlighting purposeful businesses so how would you define what a purposeful business is to you because it's kind of the word purpose is 
defined in many ways. Everybody sees it their own way. So I like to give the guest and you in this case the chance to define that and obviously what makes independent Oxford one, which you've already covered slightly. Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting one because I think it's something that has developed, especially over the last couple of years. I think for me, purposeful business is a business that kind of sits more towards the third sector space. So isn't isn't necessarily registered as a social enterprise, but potentially kind of runs its business as a as a social enterprise. So independent Oxford isn't is not registered as a social enterprise, but how I run it is um, you know, I put at least 50% of the profits, if there are any profits, back into the business. Um and um, you know, it's 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 about enriching the community, it's about you know, making sure that we're supporting people that are having a positive social impact. And I think it's just, you know, having a having a clear mission that's going to um, enrich the, the lives of the people around you and, and the people that you want to support. And I think that's, that's for me, um, where kind of purposeful business lies. And then you kind of go into social enterprises and charities. So it's kind of on a, on a, on a sliding scale. But yeah, I think it's 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 not just thinking about profit. You're thinking about okay, what what is my social impact? How am I going to reduce my environmental impact? So it's it, I suppose it's more of a holistic view that you're not just you know you're not just thinking about right. I need to make a product to make money. It's thinking how is that product going to benefit the community around me, the broader society, and not have a negative impact on the environment. It's really nice to always hear some of your business's core values showing through your definition there of purposeful. You also work for OSEP on the Escalate programme and support Good Food Oxford. Um, can you tell us more about the, your respective roles and did the decision to be a part of these initiatives link to the core purpose of independent Oxford? Mm, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely love the work that I do with OSEP and it dovetails really nicely into Indie Oxford. So Escalate is a programme that supports purposeful businesses, uh, social enterprises and charities in Oxfordshire and OSEP deliver the programme in partnership with Oxlep. So it's funded by the RDF, so it's European Regional Development Funded. And the programme at the moment is running until September this year. Um, and it, it can delivers a range of support. So we provide workshops, uh, peer support programs, um, talks, one-to-one, um, uh, one-to-one sessions. And um, there has also been some grant funding, but that, that's um, that's all gone now. Um, but, it, but that money has gone to, to help some amazing businesses in Oxford like Makespace. So they've been able to kind of open a new space in the, in the city centre with some of that grant funding, which is really great. Um, but the workshops are kind of like the main part of the programme. It's just kind of enabling businesses to look at how they how they work and really kind of getting them to think about their mission and their values and having that at the kind of the, the core of, of, of what they're doing and, and kind of teasing out those stories. So um, in some cases, it might be that businesses become part of the programme and don't necessarily think of themselves as a purposeful business or um, are interested in how 
and how they could be. So it's helping those businesses to kind of possibly like realign and think about um, what their their social impact is um, and, you know, getting getting them to think broader than, than just that you know, just the bottom line. But in, in many cases, you know, there are some incredible kind of social impact businesses, social enterprises and charities in Oxford. Um, and Escalate has kind of supported them through the pandemic. So we actually launched in March 2020. So, <laughs> so we had this amazing lineup of, of workshops and, and support that we were going to deliver, obviously, in person. We have six hubs across the county and very quickly had to switch that support to being online. But, you know, we were able to do that really quickly and delivered some amazing support packages throughout the pandemic. So looking at everything from, you know, how to grow your business, how to lead a team, how to make sure that you're uh, communicating your your mission and vision as a, as a business. But all through that lens of, um, you know, being a purposeful business or being a social enterprise or a trading charity. So it's been really interesting and it's really kind of broadened my understanding of the space and how, you know, there's, there's this kind of nice fluidity that the third sector brings to business, you know, that we're, that so many more businesses are moving towards that end of that, that scale. You know, there's, I think it's, it's quite rare now to find kind of small businesses that aren't thinking about how they're impacting their community. So yeah, so Escalate has been, you know, it's been a fantastic program to work on. I work on it alongside Grant Hayward and Ashley Cavers. Ashley Cavers runs the Wonky Food Company, which is an amazing Oxfordshire indie. And um, yeah, so the, the three of us have been delivering that program, and it and it's great to be able to kind of work on that alongside Independent Oxford because quite often I can kind of signpost um, Independent Oxford members to Escalate support, um, and also you know support escalate community members to uh you know collaborate with with indie Oxford members as well so it kind of works quite nicely together and yeah it's it's busy but it's <laughs> but they they work they work well together yeah amazing as you just said it's busy you have lots of stuff going on so what does it actually mean to be a director and a founder and how do you stay on top of everything do you just have any specific planning methods, anything you do? And is there anybody else who makes up the team of Independent Oxford or is it just you at the moment? So I think it sometimes can be a really kind of like scary, lonely place because you're you're leading the charge. So there is there is nobody to kind of learn from. I think the, the kind of scary thing about, you know, setting up a business by yourself or being an entrepreneur is that you are, you know, you're you're beating your own path you know it's uncharted territory so I think you know that that is definitely kind of the the scary side of it the positive side is that you're getting to do something really innovative and interesting and I think one of the things that I found really stifling when I was working for bigger businesses was that I just wanted to learn all the time and you kind of you tend to kind of plateau when you're when you're working for a bigger business so that's what I, I just really relish about what I do now is kind of finding new challenges, learning new aspects of running a business. And the good thing about running Independent Oxford is, is learning about all these amazing businesses and, you know, and, and learning how, how they're running their businesses and that, that peer support, you know, it's not just, it's not just the members that benefit from that. I definitely benefit from that as well as, you know, being part of that ecosystem is really important. So, yeah, I think it has its pros and cons. <laughs> Remind me, what was the other part of that question? 
No, I think Nicola asked, is there anyone else that makes up the independent officers team alongside you to sort of support you with all this, this workload? <laughs> yeah, so the independent Oxford team is uh, not a team in the kind of traditional sense, but very much kind of rely and like use the community to kind of help with projects and keep the kind of energy and the, the momentum behind behind Independent Oxford. So I set up Independent Oxford in 2015 with Anna. Um, Anna set up her own business during lockdown. So um, she's very much kind of involved in that um, at the moment, although she's still part of the community. And then, yeah, there are lots of kind of indie members, indie arts and members that um, I work with on different projects. So for the magazine, I work with Sarah Adams, who runs a candle company called Herbero, and uh, Rihanna Lowe, who runs Jam Puppy Design Studio. So that's, you know, an awesome little kind of team in, in itself. And then um, I work with um, Natasha Malloy from Weekday Agency, who helps me with blogs. And I have kind of amazing vol- volunteer bloggers as well that, that um, you know, help with interviewing members and, um, yeah, kind of finding, you know, good stories from around Oxfordshire as well. So it's kind of, there's, there's lots of people that are part of the ecosystem. Um, and I think part of, you know, being part of the Indie Oxford community is, finding ways that that I can collaborate with them and kind of bring them along on the Indie Oxford journey and not just not just kind of sign up be a member have a page on the website but kind of be part of of um you know what what Indie Oxford offers and see if there are ways that we can kind of work together both to kind of further promote their business um but also just to kind of underline that that mission of Indie Oxford to get more people to see the value of local Sounds like a really great ecosystem that you have that can benefit yourself, but also the team members as well. Sort of going off how you are able to learn from one another and the fact that you do love to keep continually learning. Do you think there are any skills that are necessary to be a successful entrepreneur? And how important do you think it is to have a relevant degree before pursuing the entrepreneurial route? That's a very good question. I think the main thing about running a business is just being quite resilient and tenacious. (laughs) Um, It's really hard and the road is not linear and, you know, it's quite windy and twisty. And I think uh, just being able to to keep on keeping on um, is is kind of like the biggest skill or, or is it more a mindset, I suppose? Um, I think that's that's super important. Um, I think it is it's it's good to have kind of relevant training um, or you know have have studied something that is is relevant to the field that you're going into. Um, I studied English and philosophy, which doesn't really naturally <laughs> fit with starting a business. However, you know part of the the heart of Indie Oxford is <clears throat> is blogging and writing so um that's and and storytelling so you know that's that's kind of I suppose you know there is a bit of a thread and a a path there um and also just have you know continued learning like you know like I was saying I, I I I relish learning new things learning new skills so I think um having that kind of continued um 
continued learning throughout your your journey you know whether you're running a, um, a business or you're working for a company I think that you know you know refreshing your skills thinking about what your values are what interests you and making sure that you're um you're kind of aligning your career with with your core values is going to be so important to make you know making sure that you you know don't get to 20 years down the line and then realize that oh you know oh actually I should have been a, a painter or whatever you know it, I think it's really important to kind of outline um what you know what your values are and um what's important to you and I, I know that I kind of I say to all startups that come just you know they've either come out of a corporate job um or you know they're starting up their own business is to just write down at the beginning why you're passionate about your business or your services or whatever it is that you're you're doing um because the road is hard so to be able to go back and say okay I just need to like refresh and and just kind of recap on why I'm doing this journey is really important so I would say you know write down five things that um have led you to start a business or become a freelancer or whatever it is because yeah the grass is always greener so it's good to have have something to kind of recap and, and go back to and go yes that's why I'm doing it okay okay I'm back in the zone back on back on you know back in my lane yeah no that makes sense and as you said it is hard you know it's not a straight road when you're an entrepreneur so many things happen and you need support behind you so can you tell us a bit about your support system and what that looks like to get you through the whole journey you know through the hard days mm, yeah so um I mean that is really the kind of crux of of you know why independent arts exists is is to create that that peer support so it was something that you know when I was running my business I just felt like there, there wasn't that kind of network in Oxford that there, you know there are there are lots of networks and there are lots of amazing networks in Oxford but there was nothing that I that felt kind of I felt reflected me and my values and my business and Anna felt the same so we both felt that you know if if we both feel like this that then um, other people must as well and you know that's that's definitely been been the case so just you know being part of India Oxford is, is definitely my kind of support system. And then, yeah, within that, there are definitely kind of specific people that I would call on for different, different aspects of running the business. So I think, yeah, I just think peer support is just so important and collaborating with people, you know, no man is an island. It's just, it's so true. You, you, you know, you really need to have people around you. And yeah, I just, I can't imagine how you would kind of go down that entrepreneurial path alone. I think you, you really, you know, need to seek out networks and, and be part of something bigger than you because nothing happens in your head. That's such an interesting point you just made there. What are some of the difficulties you faced when trying to set up and run independent Oxford and how did you overcome them? Um, I think, well, this is, this is a tricky one because I feel like, you know, it's ongoing, you know, there's always something new and, you know, we've just been through, you know, the, the pandemic, which no, nobody could have predicted. Um, and so there are always kind of new challenges and there are always things that you're having to kind of reassess. And I, I think, you know, that's, that's another thing is is kind of just being aware of um you know what your offer is and um 
I think that some, I, I definitely struggle with kind of getting a balance between having a product, finding the right price points. So in my case is, is the membership and being able to run a financially sustainable business. And I still, yeah, I still find that a challenge. And I think that's where, you, you know, you just kind of have to keep, keep trying things and, um, and just work through it and yeah, just have that, just, just keep going. <laughs> and yeah, I think that it's just part of the journey and it's just kind of that you just try things out, learn from them, get feedback, you know, talk to people again, talk, just, you know, tap into that network. I've been constantly asking people, you know, what, what do they get out of the network? What do they, you know, what do they like about it? What could they do with? So it's just, yeah, getting out of your head, always learning, getting feedback, testing things. Lots of things won't work. 99 things out of 100 won't work. And it's just finding that one thing that you can move forwards with. And I'm still on that, still on that journey. Um, and I think, you know, that everybody that runs a business is that you're, you're constantly kind of just tweaking, tweaking what you do until, yeah, until you kind of hit the sweet spot, I suppose. Yeah, of course. It's, you're always going through everything. You just you learn every day, basically, at this point. And obviously, alongside some of the difficulties that you do have, there are lots of memorable successes that you would have, you know, throughout the journey. Independent Ox has been around for about seven years. Did I count that right? Yeah, about seven years, which is great. So is there any particular moment that has stood out the most for you where you were kind of the most proud of what you've achieved and how far Independent Oxford has gone? Yeah, it's been an interesting journey. It was definitely something that we kind of set up as a bit of a side project because we need we just felt that we needed a bit of kind of community support. Um, and then it wasn't until 2018 that we set it up as a as a proper business. So we kind of had like a year of trading before the pandemic. But we've done some amazing things and we've done, you know, it's been it's been an incredible kind of journey, really. Um, and it's been amazing that it has grown organically like we haven't we haven't really you know pushed it artificially um you know it has just grown by kind of word of mouth and um you know people wanting to to support it which is which is fab um i think you know we've we've done some amazing projects um and worked with some you know brilliant businesses both part of the network and kind of other stakeholders across the county like the city council um uh, I think um one of the things for me was um so for International Women's Day this year, I went with Annalise Dodds to um the House of Parliament with Sally Deer, who runs Ducky Zebra, which is another awesome social impact purposeful business in Oxford. And that was just quite an amazing moment just to kind of be kind of recognized at a national level for what you know Indie Oxford has achieved. And just the kind of importance of having kind of strong networks and that kind of support space for for small businesses. That's like an amazing experience. Um, it is a really valuable resource that you've created with Independent in Oxford as sort of a network, and also for someone like myself who wanted to find an independent business. I've done that a few times using Independent Oxford. It's really useful. As we know, podcasts are a great resource and are a great source of information. Can you tell us a bit more about the Independent Oxford podcast and the impact it's had on businesses you've interviewed? 
Yeah, so I'm um, very lucky to work with uh, Matt at Story94, who produces the Indie Oxford podcast um, and is based in Oxford. Um, so the, the podcast is just a great way of being able to, to tell those stories. So, um, you know, we, we do a lot of storytelling on the blog, whether that's through kind of interviews, um, news pieces, um, and, and looking at how, how businesses have, have made, you know, a great um, impact in their communities. I think the podcast is just a great way of, of really kind of um, drawing out those stories and getting people to and just exploring people's backgrounds you know how they've how they've come on that journey to where they are now in the entre- entrepreneurial space and in the, in the kind of indie business space um and i think it's, it's a great format for for that kind of storytelling um and enabling the public and other other businesses to really get to know the people behind behind the businesses um I'm a great believer that you know people buy from people so to be able to give indies that kind of platform where they can um you know talk about their their values and the, and the mission behind their business um in in that kind of long form format is is really is really great and it's um you know it's fab that um you know matt um has enabled us to to kind of have that space yeah absolutely and i think even um, so we, obviously this is season three other few seasons we just you know been speaking to different entrepreneurs it's always nice to just hear more about them and understand how they got to where they are and especially in this season since we're focusing on purpose we're just bringing out a different genre of you know the businesses they're just the way they how much they care and you can see just because it's sort of that entrepreneur against the world how much they put into it and what you know they actually have to go through and a lot of entrepreneurs and are always looking for financial investment because it can be a costly thing depending on how you go about it do you have any experiences with having used crowdfunding and has it been beneficial to you or are there any other avenues you maybe recommend for our listeners who probably think you know i need some money but what can i do for some adv- um, advice or financial investment mm, yeah it's, it's always it's always the kicker <laughs> starting up starting up any venture you know is going to cost you money um i think uh, I think my my kind of first piece of advice if if you're kind of going to set up um, as a sole trader or um, you know set up your own business and you're currently in work, I would I would definitely recommend you know building up a bit of a buffer before before you leave your work and maybe you know if you if you can transition um, you know slowly transition you know maybe you know. Um, go down to part-time hours in your job while you're working on your business um, and kind of slowly transition over until you've you've got some traction and and you can take some money out of your business that's you know a really ideal situation however you know I get that it's not always it's it's not always possible to um, put the kind of energy and time into a into a startup while you're also working um, on on another job as well Um, so I would I would definitely say if, if you're if you're able to kind of create a bit of buffer before you dive into into your business um that you know that's you know ideal situation um just so that you you know you, you can self-fund at the beginning um but yeah crowdfunding is a is a great is a great way of um you know getting a bit of um, a cash injection into your business um 
however you do you do kind of need a crowd <laughs> before before you do the funding so it's kind of really building up um a community whether that's um you know through networking and finding finding a the community um, building up the kind of social presence so using you know social media platforms um, to build up a bit of a, a platform um you know bringing people along with you on your journey um is, is really important we did a crowdfunding campaign in 2019 as we had a pop-up shop in the cover market in oxford um and we just needed um a bit of um a bit of cash just to help us um set up and, and get it get the project going and it was great. Yeah, it was a really, really good um, campaign. I think, you know, we were lucky that we already had a community that we could get behind us and it worked really well. Um, I think one of the kind of misconceptions is that you can kind of set it up and then let it roll. It is still a lot of work um, while the campaign's live that you need to be kind of putting in every day and just kind of, you know, making sure that you're promoting it every day um and um that you've got a plan um and so you, you know you, you kind of i think they say that you should you should know where 50 percent of your money is going to come from before you go live so it's really kind of thinking about who might invest in you what rewards you can offer um that was another good thing that we could you know call on the the indie Oxford community and we had some amazing um rewards um yeah and just dedicate some time to it um because it is it's a it's a big big project it's a big piece of work in itself um but i think you know it's a great way of of getting um you know getting some some cash into your business um especially if you're you know fairly fairly early stage um but yeah just the key is kind of getting that you're building up that that crowd before before you launch that's some really valuable and great advice for our listeners Obviously, Independent Oxford's now been running for seven years, as you've mentioned earlier on. Um, what are your future plans for the business? Um, that is a very good question. <laughs> so at the moment, um, I'm actually just spending a bit of time kind of listening to what members want and kind of looking at the kind of broader landscape, um, because we're still in this kind of weird time of flux, you know, coming out of the pandemic. I think there's there's still a bit of cautiousness about coming out. So there's a real kind of mixed picture between you know, businesses that have, have weathered the storm well and, and others are still kind of struggling. So I think, you know, there's, uh, you know, we're going to do a lot more on highlighting these these great stories on, on the blog and through the podcast, but also kind of working on on the kind of the meetups and, and the events to kind of bring people together and, and you know, work out what what is the um yeah, what, what the kind of key events that people really need, you know, is it just going to the pub and having a drink or, you know, or is it kind of more skills based? Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm doing kind of lots of kind of work on that at the moment just to kind of um, tweak those elements of, of the membership. Um, and yeah, just to make sure that it's kind of like the, 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 the biggest benefit um, for the members and then obviously growing, growing the magazine. So at, at the moment, um, we're just doing kind of a small magazine. So it's an A5, um, 32 page booklet, um, but we want to kind of grow that to a proper kind of like 100 page um, magazine. So we want to, you know, want to make sure that it's available at lots of places throughout the county. Um, so lots of indies, but also, you know, if there are, if there are offices that, that would like copies, 
um, you know, please do get in touch because that's that's something that we're really keen to to make sure that it reaches as many people as possible. You know, whether that's students, workers, um, you know, people that live across the county. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of like the the big the big project to push at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, perfect. That makes sense. So the, the next few questions are kind of a little bit more about you. Um, so this is my one that need a little bit of thinking. If you could meet one person, famous person, whether they're dead or alive, who would you like to meet and why? I think just from a kind of business point of view, I would really like to like sit down with Deborah Meaden. <laughs> um, because she just has this kind of real like I don't know yeah that that real tenacity um which I think is so yeah necessary to to this journey um but she's also really really passionate about um environmental businesses um and I just yeah would like to kind of just sit down and have a chat with her about her journey and how she's managed to you know yeah be so, so successful for for so long um, and work with so many businesses to to help them to get there as well. So yeah, I think probably probably Deborah. <laughs> now we obviously know that you're quite a busy person, balancing um, your two roles and networking. How do you like to spend your free time when you get some? And are you a fan of travelling? Uh, well, I am, but I haven't done any for, <laughs> for two years. Um, I'm really looking forward to going to Europe again this, this summer, definitely. But I really, yeah, I, I love just kind of exploring Oxfordshire as well. So, you know, going to um, festivals and events in the county. Um, you know, we're lucky that we have venues like Tap Social, um, who, you know, host loads of loads of great things in the city. And yeah, so ho hopefully we'll see kind of more, more events and um cool things happening across across the city now that we can do stuff again so yeah definitely definitely a big kind of supporter of local events and then I, yeah and then kayaking I'm really into kayaking and running um so yeah it's great that we've got so many amazing like waterways in Oxford to explore yeah I think we're all waiting for that amazing summer 2022 where we can all travel peace <laughs> you know Yes, COVID is still there, but we're just moving on. So I'm looking forward to traveling and so is Steph. So completely get behind you on that one. Amazing. So just as we're wrapping up now, what is one piece of wisdom that you could share with our listeners for those who maybe are looking to start their own independent business? You know, obviously you've had experience of dealing with them directly and you know a lot of them in Oxford. Do you have any advice for listeners who want to start their own indie business? Um, I think... I think there's, there's probably a, a couple of things I've already mentioned. Um, so do some saving, write down your five core values or reasons why you're setting up your thing or would like to set up your business, but also reach out to people. Um, like people love being asked for advice. So I don't, don't be scared about, you know, hopping onto LinkedIn or, you know other social platforms and you know kind of seeking out people in in the in the kind of sector that you want to step into and just asking if they've got five minutes for a zoom or you know meet for a cup of coffee and yeah don't don't be kind of scared about um reaching out and and asking asking questions asking advice I think that's really invaluable you kind of you know learn from the learn from the people around you and and make sure that you're 
you're constantly finding ways that you can raise your profile you know raise your profile by creating a, a kind of supportive network around you Thank you so much for joining us today, Rosie, and for sharing your wisdom. It's been such a pleasure to have you on season three of the Lost and Clouded podcast. If there's anyone that's listening who would like to get involved with Independent Oxford, where should they go and where can our audience keep up with your journey? Oh, thank you, guys. It's been great to chat to you. So if you hop over to independentoxford.com, uh, you can check out the directory and you'll find the blog there as well. Um, you also find a link to the podcast if you want to check out um, the Indie Oxford podcast. You can also send me an email at rosie at independentoxford.com and we're on all the socials as well. So um, yeah, Independent Oxford or Indie Oxford on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn as well um, if you want to reach out on there. So yeah, lots of ways to get in touch. Amazing. Thanks, Rosie. It's been great speaking to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been the Lost and Founded podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to head over to Instagram and let us know how you found it at Lost and Founded Pod. Wherever you listen to your podcast, be sure to follow and be notified about more inspiring stories and experiences.